When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, that's Tory Chair Nadim Zahari's defence blown out of the water. After spending ages saying, Oh, my tax affairs are all in order, it's fine, don't look at me, don't look at me, nothing to see here, if you keep digging I'll sue you. That's the potted history of Nadim Zahari and tax. He had to fess up that he'd paid a penalty of 30%, applied to £3.7 million, just casually lying around, uh, that he was expected to pay by uh, his his Majesty's Revenue Customs. Forgot, we've got a king, haven't we? So I need to get that correct. Don't want to be sent to London Tower, um, along with Nadim Zahari. Anyway, his argument was it was a careless, careless, but deliberate error. Unfortunately, that's been blown out of the water by Jim Harrer, a guy who should know because he's in charge of His Majesty's Revenue and Customs. Let's just hear what Jim Harrer had to say. I'll move over to Sarah on the MP. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, Mr Harrow, I was just wondering, what does HMRC understand, or what does it mean to imply, uh, when it uses the word carelessness, that someone has been careless uh, with their tax return? And what should the general public understand by the use of that term? Uh, so, um, I mean, again, I'm not commenting on any particular person's affairs, but carelessness is a concept in tax law. It can be relevant to how many uh, years, back years, that we can assess, and it can be relevant to whether people, someone is liable to a penalty, and if so, what uh, penalty they would be liable to uh, for uh, an error in their tax affairs. There are no penalties uh, for innocent errors in your tax affairs. Yeah, you can sort of get the gist there. Um, now that Zahari's defence is nonsense, you wouldn't have to pay a penalty for an innocent error like that. Again, I think we need to just be very clear, again, I, I keep saying this, tax avoidance, tax evasion, not the same thing. Can't sue me for this, Nadim. Just saying, don't send me a legal letter, like you sent the Independent and various other people. Um, basically, uh, no one's accusing them of doing something illegal. It's the issue of legal tax avoidance, where the wealthy, because only they can hire the sorts of accountants who can do this, a sole trader who's making 25 grand a year, they can't do that because they can't hire an accountant to fiddle around looking for loopholes. Uh, it's a way of avoiding tax legally. It's a way of finding ways of not paying tax that the tax authorities would have intended you to pay because you've managed to find some technicality to not pay that tax, to reduce your tax bill. Now, it's really important we just be clear about that, what tax avoidance is, because some people then, I've had this before with right-wing trolls in television, just be honest about it, they are, these these particular ones are trollish. Um, oh, an ISA, an ISA, that's tax avoidance. No, it isn't. An ISA has been intentionally set up by the law in order to facilitate savings, therefore reducing your tax take uh, burden, even. That's the point of it. It's not uh, uh, It's not something where you've gone against what the authorities wanted you to do. If you've had a penalty applied to you, as the head of HMRC said, that wasn't some innocent error. doesn't mean it's l- illegal. But I'm going to come on to that. As this issue isn't of law morality, not the same thing. Not if you get a Venn diagram, those circles are not one and the same. For the reason that some laws are immoral throughout history, our ancestors have had to fight fight some terrible laws uh, in in order, for example, to win the right for women to vote, to win LGBTQ rights, to win workers' rights, 
and and across the world some you know slavery was legal once so that's the law isn't morality and neither is again you know just because something is uh you know something happens to be legal doesn't mean it's morally correct is in if you if you if you do something like Nadim Zahari where it's within the boundaries of the law it doesn't mean that his behavior is of course moral now the point is for me and this comes back to the nature of class class society the class system which defines our existence in this country where the law facilitates bad behavior by the rich but cracks down on the misdemeanors of the poor so even though benefit fraud costs the economy far less than uh, than than with those who avoid tax um it's far more likely to be cl- to, to be clamped down on in fact the statistics are you're 23 times more likely to be prosecuted for benefit fraud um even though tax crimes cost the economy nine times more i'm not saying adam zahari's committed a tax crime but the point is that rich people can and they do every year avoid paying billions of pounds um, in tax and this is why i think we need to understand or redefine what we understand by crime or we shouldn't use crime because crime is just is it against the law which i don't think is a particularly useful net metric i think a far useful far more useful metric is social harm how much damage is this doing to, to wider society so obviously crimes and social harms often do overlap if someone beats people up in the street they're committing a social harm that's also illegal you're not legally allowed to do that if you're avoiding tax on an industrial scale, but it's technically legal, well, that's still a social harm, isn't it? Because you're avoiding paying tax that the authorities expected you to pay, and therefore there's less money in the exchequer, which could be spent on various things. Do you see what I mean? So this is why it comes down to the injustice of the law, because we have this so-called war on drugs, for example. You probably think I'm going on a tangent. I'm not. Because what you get there is the state cracks down like a ton of bricks, in a very racist way because it's disproportionately black people young black men who are criminalized under the war on drugs many cabinet ministers tory Tory and labor politicians have taken drugs they've not been criminalized disproportionately young black men have with life-defining consequences often now do i think there is a social harm being committed by uh, some guy having some weed or some uh, cocaine uh, in his pocket no i mean some people might go well actually if you look at the drug industry and how terrible it is and actually the terrible horrors and crimes and all the rest of it yeah well that's a problem with the government having handed voluntarily the entire legal the time drug industry uh, as a lucrative revenue earner for criminal gangs they decided to do that that's what the war on drugs does that's what they did in prohibition as well in america they went hey criminal gangs would you like alcohol to be under your monopoly control because we're going to ban it from the legal domain and then the criminal gangs of america went great yes please we'll take that and what happened is huge numbers of people died of alcohol poisoning when they were brewing impure alcohol uh, in their baths uh, they went to illegal uh, places speakeasies um, and you got a massive crime wave in the United States. Same things happen with prohibition of drugs, of course. Again, we don't judge social harms properly, do we? Because there's a social harm being committed by the war on drugs, locking up disproportionately young black men, whilst rich white politicians get away with it, who clamp down on those young black men, of course. Um, and you get a criminal industry, which is committing vast social harms, um, and people take impure substances because we can't regulate the substances that are sold. So again, you know, again, we just need to understand or redefine what we understand as what is bad. What is bad is a social harm. A social harm is committed if you avoid tax. A social harm 
uh, is, you could argue, being committed by benefit for, but just much, much less because it costs the Exchequer far less. And also we're talking about misdemeanors by poor people who don't have very much. You know, do you really begrudge a poor person who's struggling to make ends meet for getting some cash in hand compared to a very, very rich person who, if they avoid tax or not, is still very rich? Do you see what I mean? Social harm. That's what we need to think of. And in the case of Nadam Zahawi, he's taking the mick because clearly what it's legal, fine, but it is a social harm. And even the HMRC has judged this because they've applied a penalty. This was meandering. I'm in a bit of a rush, but I did want to talk about the nature of what we understand as crime, social harm, and why that means the definition of crime at the moment clamps down on disproportionately poor people whilst allows rich people to get slaps on the on the wrist, relatively speaking. Does that make sense? I hope so. Please like, subscribe. I'll see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.